0: Hey everyone, what's up? I hope everyone is well rested, blessed, and absolutely and authentically amazing. I'm so excited to do this episode today as I've gotten the feedback from um, our first two episodes together. What you'll learn about me is that once I get relevant and aligned information in relation to a goal I'm pursuing, I kind of just shift immediately into that change. So when I say I received the best feedback, that doesn't mean it was nothing said in regards to changes ne- needing to be made. It just means it was respectful, um, you know, constructive, authentic and given in absolute uh, love. So that is the best to me. Plus, you know, as a community, I think we need the critics uh, it just kind of progresses the community you know, new ideas. We don't get into like a group think. But with that, let me share with you some of our audience's feedback from the last two episodes, which I will try to share these every several episodes and answer any questions that one may have. So you could just email me at shavon at gmail.com. So it's T-A-L-I-E-S-H-A dot S-H-A, V is in Victor, O-N-N-E at gmail.com or you could just message me on the Anchor platform. But I'd like us just to become a connected community and go through this journey together. So speak up, that's one of the mantras here, and then there's a time to listen. So like right now, as we tune into our feedback.
1: I love it, I love it, I enjoy it, I enjoy it. Good conversation. Thank you, Jesus, God bless your soul. Mister Chivin.
0: I would love to join your podcast. Oh, by the way, my name is Hattie Shelley.
1: Uh, I think that's a good print. I don't think you try to be controlling. As me from somewhere, I'm sorry if I just jump on the comment or anything like that. As me from somewhere, I really think that you are like a soldier mother, you know? Um, a lot of, uh, Caribbean kids would love to have you know uh, someone to watch over them like that or uh, tell them what to do or whatever you know uh, I think your son should be considered blessed and lucky to have a strong powerful mother just like this so uh, I think you did a good job and I also think that that's a life he has to try I also don't blame him because if he wants to try whatever he wants to try but um yeah, you got to give life experience. So um and I believe because of your prayer of over your heart that will protect him for me. Alright, one love. Thanks. Job bless. I love it,
0: I love it,
1: I love
0: it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yes, I love it, I love it, I love it. I'm smiling like it's the first time I heard him. I want to thank everyone for the love, which looks like to be coming from many parts of the world. That is exciting. Um, signs of destiny. Good stuff. Good stuff. So please keep talking to me and begin to dialogue with me as we progress. Nothing is off limits unless it just leads to like jumping over somebody else's privacy fence. Otherwise, I'm game. Let's go. Uh, let's do it. Uh, I, we could do a whole show on truth or dare. Um, but y'all ain't, no, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready for that. Uh, no, I might have to test out y'all's authenticity, though. But otherwise, until then, let's get absolutely authentic in a very practical way about all things relationship here. So drum roll, please. So let's find out what is new to the show i just caught wind of new platforms just got the email what two days ago super excited we are on we are broadcasting on other platforms currently we are on anchor and spotify but we just got hooked up on google podcast breaker and radio republic stay tuned for apple music and itunes me and my peoples is working my man's in them so definitely stay tuned um we are definitely coming. So, you know, if you don't have squad goals, please go get you some. Seriously, you need a squad. So, uh, yes, that is part one of the good news. If you have any challenges with finding us, please email me again at that email address, talisha.shavon at gmail.com. All right. Moving on to part two of the good news. The new new. (laughs) More episodes will be coming as I'm adding another segment called Love by Letting You Know. And I do have to shout out my spiritual sis, Key. She actually gave me the idea for the name of the segment. Um, I was, you know, I was leaning more towards the essence of, like, listening is love. And, you know, I ran that pastor, and she was like, sis, that... That's great, but it's not you. (laughs) And I was like, what you mean? Like, I do listen to people. She said, you definitely do, but you like talking. And I do like talking. I do like teaching and, you know, sharing what I've learned with other people. So I think that, you know, that was a perfect name. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, It's definitely in use and you won't be disappointed. So in this segment, I will be speaking about theoretical concepts as it relates to mental health. Um, I am qualified to speak to these concepts because, as my first lady of the church would say, I have skin in the game, <laughs> previously and currently. So I have worked with youth and families for over 15 years, professionally and informally. I lead my family in relational well-being and healthy relationship building. Finally, I am currently... Uh, I am currently holding a Bachelor of Science degree in Criminal Justice, a Master of Science in Counseling Student Affairs, and currently pursuing my Master of Arts in Marriage and Family Therapy with a specialized certificate from Nebraska Medicine in Medical Family Therapy and looking into pursuing my Ph.D. thereafter. So I just wanted to give you receipts of my qualification to back my, you know, strong opinions of authority on these topics. Um, I'm not yet a licensed therapist. So when I say opinions of authority, it includes like advice, uh, suggestions, ideas uh, that I either have researched that worked for me or that I'm working through currently. If you knew me personally, as my friends do, they always say, if you address Talisha, you, you better have it in order. And though that is true, my first, uh, my first most honest and authentic belief is that no one really knows anything. But what they know, And it's impossible to know it all. And what you do know is never enough. Uh, So, you know, you can, I can wait for you to catch up. But I think I heard some light bulbs click on. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so, so I learned by the teaching effect. It's a technique or a way to like better retain new information and the best way for me to learn. Plus, I love regifting knowledge. That's my favorite thing to do. So strategies, tips, and like techniques learned in different concepts when taught to someone else helps it to become a habit. Uh, So I recommend you using this approach to learning new information. And this is if you have like a hard time reading a book and remembering what you read or like listening to a lecture or speech or just someone even talk. Um, If you can teach it back to someone, it's definitely it's definitely helpful in retaining it. And, you know, what I do is I write the important points. Uh, I speak them to someone else or follow them myself in a situation I encounter that I can use them in. And then I can say about mm, uh, 95% of the time I retain it and use it, you know, in the future. All right. I've gotten past the housekeeping and because I want to keep episodes as short as possible, because like the great Eric Thomas, the number one motivational speaker in the world and my virtual mentor soon to be live, and live in and color in Texas. Says, execution is worship. And I totally believe that. Um, we forget that sometimes. That, you know, c- accumulating knowledge, accumulating all the, you know, the development, personal and professional. You definitely have to execute. Um, so y'all go Google my man, name. He is absolutely amazing. He's the man, uh, he's like the man me in real life. <laughs> like in the real life so the type of uh the type of fire he brings and power you know check him out uh, he's on youtube uh he has his own website you know just if you just google uh, eric thomas you definitely can find him um, but yes i'm going to houston in june to check him out so that should be great cannot wait <clears throat> excuse me let me take a sip of my water you know because this is sip and spill so you know i sip water Y'all can sip what y'all choose. <laughs> no judgment here. Um, well, this is a good segue, though, talking about Eric Thomas into today's topic of uh, the first segment of Love by Letting You Know. Uh, we are talking about online education and the stigma. And this is a good segue into, the, into today's topic um, of the first segment of Love by Letting You Know, where we are talking about online education Uh, the stigma the way students relationship with it and how to better engage in order to shift your outcome and open new doors for students to come because they are coming um, as the virtual world will only progress vertically and horizontally so jumping right in the first experience i had with the stigma of um, online degrees and and classes were uh, that the credibility was weak i went to a job interview one time where i was praised for not going through an accelerated program or or getting an online degree. You know, I was a newbie. So, you know, I <clears throat> a newbie to the field and I was trying to just get in. So I thought it was not, you know, it wasn't a battle for me to fight. Yet, you know, what the interviewer did not know is that I had completed the foundation courses, uh, which was 15 credit hours towards an MBA in an accelerated program. And, you know, I went on to open my own clothing boutique and did well until I found it was not what I wanted to do. So we have to truly be careful about unrighteous judgment, especially with people you just met. (laughs) Um, Don't get uh, don't get constituent mixed up with friend. I mean, we agreed on the mission of the company and the vision, but I did not give you permission to speak over my decisions, nor am I your audience in which to do so. So right place, wrong person. Um, So just be aware, you know, listen to episode one to learn a little more about, you know, knowing your audience. So I don't care where you get a degree because I hold you accountable as an individual to learn. You know, you have to be responsible for your learning. No school is responsible to teach you all that you need to know. They should be seen as like a supplement and a privilege, not a right. Like it's, it's something there to supplement the teaching that should be the teaching and learning that should be going on in the family at home. Um, but we can agree to disagree, but definitely, you know, email me at that email address. If you feel different, I definitely want you to add to the conversation. So if you, um, feel that that's, you know, that's not right, or you feel like education is a right, holler at me because I hear lips smacking, eyes rolling and curse words being said right now. So come on, let's talk, email me. I got you. <laughs> I want to hear from you. So let's talk about it um, the access to information does not change. Uh, just moving on. Access to information does not change. Let me repeat that again. The mission nor the essence of the school does not change. The ease of retrieving the information can be different, but a small pebble in the road. Um, when you are responsible for learning, because then you have the power to search as long as, and as far as you need to, to find the answer. So, um, that is when the perfect education happens, kind of like for you by you. The importance of learning is so that progression can take place. Education is just like a systematic and structural approach in which to structure that process. Education is a way to learn. Um, education is a way to learn, but not, but not the information itself. So you you not agreeing with online or accelerated schools is a preference. And in most cases, the logic is broken and uninformed in the reasoning. So you have to be careful when, you know, judging online education. So because we don't have a lot of time, I will give you tips on choosing an excellent online degree program as I currently attend one. And it is imperfectly perfect for where I am going. So tip one, know your vision and mission for your life and where you're going you know, at this stage of your life, though, your present vision and mission, because it will change as time goes on. It will, you will mold it and shape it. Um, But it's because it helps with knowing where to look for an example. um, I know I am going to be an international relational consultant and I'm going to be an expert in it. Therefore, I look for online schools based out of where marriage and family therapy began um, because I wanted to work in the mindset of the vets. Like I wanted to be where the veterans started this whole marriage and family, you know, idea and, uh, construct. So now every class I take, every, um, national organization I join, like AAMFT, uh, NAMFT and IMFT, um, these are all organizations that are national, local, and then international. Uh, and I, I chose these around my vision and mission and the smaller steps in the plan that get me there. So you have to know your present vision and mission, and align all your professional and personal choices with it. So not just your professional, not just your uh, not just your um, education, but also your personal choices have to align with it also. Um, the vision and mission might change. That just means everything must shift with it. But, you know, my pastor said something I thought was awesome. He said, be quick to make decisions and slow to unmake them. And I definitely agree with that. So moving on to tip two, know your field. You know, you have to learn the culture, the lingo, you know, the terminology, all of that uh, of your profession as it relates to job titles, um, hierarchies, et cetera, and know where you want to be exactly um, and what you want to be and, you know, what you want to be called in your prof- profession, excuse me, um, you know, what is what do you want your job title to be, the job title of choice? Whether entrepreneur or employee or CEO, I mean, I'm a stickler with people remaining in their lane and, you know, within their job description and not spilling over into mine or me into theirs. Um, Because this is where this is where the not enough mentality comes in and the friendly competition turns into messy and greed kind of sneaks in. I researched the differences between, like, social work, therapists, counselors, public health, medical, family therapists, marriage and family therapists, and the list goes on. Like, I got down to the nitty gritty, um, advisors, coaches, all of that, which led me to dig deeper and being affirmed in my decision. Um, well, really, what God decided for me, but that's that story to that story is to come. Third, check accreditation and what that what that means to you and your field of study. My profession needs a license, so there is a certain standard I'm held to, and my program structure is held to in order to qualify to work as a therapist, which is on un- which you know I totally understand. As I am dealing with a you know, you know a very subjective yet fragile um, part of individuals, couples, families, and patients, uh, so there has to be a common framework that has been approved and tested so no harm will be done to the client or patient and so that the larger society stays protected also. So that is what accreditation does. In part, it audits the process within the educational institution and within the majors within within that institution. It holds them accountable to having like an ends to a means and not just taking students' money. And, you know, we've heard some of those, you know, colleges and universities, et cetera, being shut down um, because the accreditation uh, was not, was faulty. Um, so yeah, tip four, engage. As I said before, learning is your responsibility. The way you do that one way is like an, uh, a formal education, but some learn by self teaching also, which probably more than likely consists of going to like some type of library, um, when convenient for them. So, you know, ordering textbooks online is another way to uh, gather information and self teach and, um, yeah. Self self taught is is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But if you need a license, you have to go to school. Um a self-created learning environment, you know, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, it sounds kinda like the characteristics of a online degree, but you know, staying on track with engagement. Um is a little different. Like you are, depending on the program you're in online, some of them you can finish the program within a year and you don't have to turn things in until that uh, year-end date. And then some you have to turn it in within that week uh, and there's assigned, you know, due dates. Uh, That's the type of program I'm in. I'm held accountable every week to an assignment. Um, I'm not just able to do it when I choose to and if I wanted to turn it all in at the last minute, I could. Um, I'm not able to do that. And not to say, you know, that's a bad thing. Some people, hey, if that's how you work, that's how you work. I will say you do have to work a little harder. Um, I must admit, in many times, like email, virtual uh, common areas and like discussion boards is just not, you know, just not enough for me. Um, But the great thing about online degree programs, you have the freedom to kind of tailor it to your liking and many more options are given. It seems like like to engage, uh, you know, with the faculty, the staff and the students. So my university online has like Skype, Zoom, email, discussion boards, chat hours. Um, We have open chat rooms for various discussions. We have committees um, in different interest areas. uh, And the list goes on, which I think is awesome. But I still was at some point like this is still not enough. And I came to that conclusion when I did my like first curriculum vita, which is similar to like a resume, but speaks more to what you've done, like project wise, professionally rather than just like job duties and titles. It dives a little deeper. It is like mostly used in like higher education and medicine. However, I was listening I was listing my current schools and found I couldn't list any engagement activities under, you know, where the university I attend now. And I'm like, nah, bruh, (laughs) nah. Then why am I, you know, why am I at the table? Why am I doing this? So I'm the type of person who will back back from the table if I cannot add to it in some way. It does, I mean, it doesn't have to be equally or the same, but there has to be some type of reciprocity there. So I immediately took action. I called my advisor and stated, you know, my need to be engaged, um, and, you'll find that you know they're ecstatic to hear these things and to bring new and fresh ideas to the table as we're we're their customer so she immediately reached out about a diversity committee I was interested in and got right back to me um which I appreciated that uh it was like the next day I do believe and she let me know you know there was really no student led committees but you know she did have a talk uh she did have a talk with the diversity committee and you know they said that they would speak further about allowing students to be on the board and be a representation so you know i thought that was even super dope um it just you know it kind of opened up a conversation but you know i didn't give up i started engaging with what was you know i started engaging with what was there basically um i started stepping out of my comfort zone but not prejudging um because I think that's what stops us from engaging with certain things. We're like, oh, that's not for me or, you know, that's not my interest. But sometimes you bump into things that uh, that just open up other doors that might be aligned with you. And that's kind of what I did with a presentation that I was a part of. Um, I was watching a presentation that was being done by a student in my program and i just reached out and asked um, how he received that opportunity now i did i didn't do it during the presentation i did it when they were asking questions and requesting questions at that time Um, he sent me his email we later exchanged phone numbers and about three days later we were chatting um, him from cali me from the middle of the map omaha and he gave me the information gave me um, some some feedback not some feedback but he gave me uh, suggestions on how to go about the process And, you know, now I'm signed up. I will soon be doing a student-led presentation that I can add to my CV. And, you know, I hope to do more thereafter. So to wrap it all up, you must take initiative in your learning. It is not about where you go so much as it is about how much work you are willing to put in and the fit of the education into your lifestyle. Um, Formal education is just one way to learn. Online education is one way to learn. Self-education is one way to learn. You find what best fits you, and you let your audience decide if it is adequate. Um, that's my that's my advice. Um, if choosing an online education, just don't listen to the stigmatized type. Uh, that's all I ask. You know, redo your own research. Like I said, see what fits you best. Um, but to kind of summarize what we went through, you know, know your vision and mission. Get to know your profession and stay developing in your knowledge of it. And engage, 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 no matter how many um, avenues or tries it takes, step out of your comfort zone. Um, I'm kind of like Dave Ramsey in this area, uh, the financial peace guru. He says you have to live like no one is living now so you can live like no one is living later. And that basically means you have to be uncomfortable to get comfortable, period. You know, you know it was great. I have fun. I hope you guys learned something in this uh, first segment of love by letting you know. And love, peace, and chicken grease. I'm out.